welcome to Josie's Bar Podcast. We are a bar in Hell's Kitchen and we do things like serve dodgy drinks and throw people through the window. And once a week we <laughs> review um, issues of uh, the Marvel comic Daredevil. Wow, that was a really weird intro. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we review issues of the comic book Daredevil starting from the very beginning and it will take us approximately how long, Vicky? Twelve and a half years. Twelve and a half years to but it will, them all. It will, but it will forever be twelve and a half years. Yes. As long as, they keep, as long as they keep making Daredevil comics. Like, it was twelve and a half years when we started this podcast. <laughs> and it will always be twelve and a half years until they either, <laughs> until they either stop making them or we die. Until the end so, of time itself. <laughs> yeah. We'll always be 12 and a half years away from completion. Remember, you're here forever. Yeah. Uh, that is my co-host, Vicky, in case you haven't listened to our podcast before. Um, yeah, yeah. And we have a very special guest returning to the bar this week. Uh, she has her own seat at the bar because she is a regular. It's Elizabeth. <laughs> hey. I'm happy to try out my new chair because yeah. you said it a while ago, but I hadn't been back since then. So. Yeah, it's your, uh, it's got a cushion on it and a little, a little gold plaque with your name. A cushion <laughs> in Josie's bar. I didn't say it was a good cushion. It's like a appealing vinyl cushion. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust it. Yeah, it's got a few stains Don't wear on it as well. Sitting in this chair. No. <laughs> oh yeah, put some sanitizer on it first before you sit down. I was thinking like when it gets scratchy, when it peels up and stuff. Ugh, yeah. So um, we are also joined by someone else this week. It is Luna, the Josie's Bar Cat. Um, again. Again. She's joined us for the last few weeks because she's now decided that um, she really likes curling up behind the laptop uh, while I am recording. So she is also recording with us. Hi, Looney Tunes. She will not, uh, unless you can hear her snoring, she will probably not make any her presence known at all. But trust, she is there. <laughs> Uh, so as we are a bar, we uh, have drinks every week. Um, so I'm going to ask uh, my co-host what you are drinking. So Elizabeth, what are you drinking this week? I am drinking a Coca-Cola in a bottle. Oh, <laughs> in a glass bottle? No, plastic bottle. Oh, oh well. okay. Well, it's 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 almost the best way to drink a Coca-Cola. <laughs> it does taste nicer than in the can. Oh, it does. In the can's horrible. It's like, well, it's gross. Uh, Vicky, what are you I'd... drinking? I am drinking. Uh, so I don't. I don't know how I've quite ended up with three drinks. Um, so I've One got a enough. in my special Josie's bar mug. I have a lemon and ginger herbal tea. Ooh. I have a can of ginger beer, <laughs> and I have and I have a sparkling water with cucumber, mint, and ginger. In. You should add all those together, George's marvelous Benson style. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I think it was just because like, I was like, oh, I, I, well, I need to have like a hot beverage for Josie's mm. in my mm. special mug. So I made, you know, a hot tea. Uh, and then I was like, oh, I quite fancy a ginger beer. And then I was like, oh, I haven't had enough water today. Very nice. All in the space of about half an hour. So <laughs> I might I might need to get I might need to get up and go for a wee. <laughs> in the middle. <laughs> yeah. And I'm drinking the one of Josie's bar's traditional drinks. Um, a Jack a Jack Murdoch and Coke because I did have a a a, a cherry Pepsi Max and then I added a tiny bit of Jack Daniels to it. 
Oh, you don't. Yeah, you? but we don't call it a Jack Daniels and Coke here. We call it a Jack Murdoch and Coke because it's in Murdoch, my yeah. Daredevil Toon Tumbler because I'm a classy <laughs> bird. Mm, Does you. it give you a punch in the mouth? It does <laughs> a bit. Oh, it does a bit. So this week, guys, we are reviewing issue number 28 of Daredevil. Um, oh, I haven't written what year this came out in. It would be 66. Are we in 66? Hang on. I think it checks. 66, yeah, I haven't put a release date. Oh, it's shocking. Hang on. Mm-hmm. Hang on one moment. It would have come yeah, out. It would have been May the 1st, 67, I believe. Around oh, then. Because okay. last, last issue was April the 1st. It was uh, April Fool's Day. So this issue is called Thou Shalt Not Covet Thy Neighbor's Planet. <laughs> uh, are you ready for the description, guys? Always. Yes. Okay. Invaders from outer space. <gasps> While giving a college lecture on the legal implications of an alien invasion, Matt Murdock's super sense is alerted to extraterrestrial activity. Enter the Quiga. We didn't get their name in the issue, but that's what they're called. The Quiga, oh. a strange alien race intent on robbing the world of sight. Will Daredevil's blindness be an asset in this race against the clock? Uh, philosophically produced by Smiling Stanley and genial Gene Colan, inked by Dick Ayres and lettered by Sammy Rosen. <laughs> hey, Sammy! And just a little weird note um, on the digital version. I don't have the physical version of this issue. I don't know how how you read it, Elizabeth. But where it said inked by Dick Ayres, Dick Ayres was handwritten. Weirdly, it stood out. It was in a different yeah. lettering. So, yeah, I thought that was weird. I don't know if that's him just signing it or it was added later or I don't know. It was kind of unusual. Yeah, it looks the same way in the Masterworks one. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, So what do you guys think of the cover, first of all? And what do you guys think of the Quiga? Um, It's a bit kind of like, yeah, they're a bit kind of swamp thing. A little bit, yeah. but like a sort of a, a, like that that they're what you would get if you ordered something on Wish. <laughs> or, or AliExpress. Yeah. <laughs> they do have a fun little halo. I love their little halo. Like I I yeah, and they've kind of got beaks. They're like lizards, but they've got little beaks. It's a weird design. Oh, I thought that was a it, nose. But yeah, I don't, I, yeah, yeah it's kind of I don't bird-like. know. Yeah, and they're they're very green listeners. They're like green, but they have this like Elizabeth's right. They have this like weird little like glowing yellow halo. Isn't that a Rihanna song? No, it's a Beyonce song. <gasps> I can see your halo. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Beyonce. Oh, how dare you? It was Although, actually written Queen about Rihanna. the Quiga that song. Fun fact. <laughs> Fun fact, um, listeners. So the first page. Already is my panel of the week. <laughs> because... I know it's mine too. <laughs> what Ka- Karen? Karen looking all like Karen and... is yeah. so pissed. <laughs> and so angry. This panel, this page is amazing. It's Karen it in is. the foreground, and she's so pissed. She's... And but in then... the background, you've just got <laughs> you've got Matt just as Mike Murdoch, just like <laughs> like juggling. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed my tits off as soon as I opened this comic. 
Oh yeah, that's it's. I think it's unanimous that it's our everyone's panel of the week. <laughs> it's so good because you don't need to say anything else. It's just like, yeah, if this clown was, I mean, sorry Emma, but if this clown was in the office, I'd be like, oh god, because he's just sitting on the desk, stopping them doing any work, juggling. I don't know what it is. A, apple or something he's got like purple juggling balls he's juggling his bums <laughs> oh Bucky's gonna have want to have a word with him about that um because and Karen is super pissed because obviously she thinks Matt is weak because last week he immediately <laughs> threw his, his fictional brother Mike Murdoch under the bus like no hesitation nope. <laughs> like nothing just yeah yeah it's my my brother my twin brother yeah it's my, my brother yeah yeah, and Karen is incandescent with rage. So angry and absolutely livid. <laughs> and with a touch wearing... of melting cup. Oh yes, yeah. yeah. And she's wearing red again. Well, the same... I love her outfit. It's the same outfit as last week, isn't it? Yeah, is it's it? the same. Yeah, it looks very. No, similar. I wasn't watching. It's her. It's her Daredevil uh, closet Daredevil cosplay. cosplay. Yeah. Yeah. What do we think about Mike's yes, outfit right. this week? <laughs> Just the fact that he's added some sort of like knitted turtleneck. I know. I Makes didn't notice me. the turtleneck at first. He's wearing like a green plaid suit, and then I noticed the white turtleneck, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> but but I told you it's because he's an extra from Cocoon. <laughs> so like it's it's like it's to go with his um his like little boat in in Florida. He's dressed like a little a little alligator because he's got like the little the little pale belly, but like like the green. The rest of it's green. I thought he looked like a little little, little cartoon crocodile. Is it his uh, closet uh, leapfrog cosplay? <gasps> it's his tribute to leapfrog. Absolutely. What do you think, Elizabeth? <laughs> I'm just wondering if he has a um, a vest on over top of the the turtleneck. But under the jacket, the plaid jacket, because you never yeah. see the white all the way down the front. Yeah. Oh, God. So he's so got he's... even layers upon layers. So he's yeah. wearing like a, 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 a cable knit turtleneck and a waistcoat. Yeah. And a jacket. Yes. He always does wear wearing... like Mike does seem to wear more layers than Matt. But then also we have to think as well. He's also got his Daredevil costume on. <laughs> Does he have not glands with which to sweat? Maybe <laughs> under his turtleneck, he's also got the dead of costume, but also Matt's suit. So if he needs to be Matt. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like Joey from that episode of Friends. <laughs> he's got all the clothes in the world. Good night. Be wearing any more clothes. <laughs> Um, what do we think about the note from Stan calling Karen cuddly Karen Page? I was like, mm, I don't like that. Well, it's is this the because uh, if if it's like fat shaming, then this it's like we're gonna we're fat shaming Karen, and then in a minute we're gonna fat shame Foggy as well. I don't think it's fat shaming Karen. I just think it's like oh, it's one of those things of like oh, like sexy Karen Page type thing, you know. Yeah, Whatever it that's was. That's how I. What was that issue where it was like? the the attractive Karen Page or something they refer to her as. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Karen is at least a little bit 
smarter in this issue, I think. Yeah, she's she's not having she's not having any of it. No. Uh, yeah. So Mike she says, almost oh, figures it out. She, she does almost figure it out. out later. I was I was laughing when I was reading this issue earlier, and my dad was like, "Why are you laughing?" And I was like, "Matt Murdock's such a dick." <laughs> 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 we'll get to that later. <laughs> Um, so Mike says that Matt is out of town lecturing at Carter College. I don't actually know if that's a real college because I have no idea where it's meant to be. Should um, I Google it? We'll talk about it. Yeah, he has to not... fly there, which I thought was funny. Well, I we'll, we'll talk about that later because it makes no sense to me. Um, so he's lecturing at Carter College about flying saucers, of which he knows nothing about. <laughs> oh, when I read that, I was like, what in the... <laughs> like, what? What? Like, what? I mean, he uh, did fly a rocket once into space and fly it back again in issue two. I don't yeah. think that would onto his resume, though. No. <laughs> It'd be I on Daredevil's it, resume. It's not necessarily about flying saucers, though, is it? It's about the whole, like, the ramifications yeah. of, um, uh, like... What happens with other beings from other like okay. where does the law fall? Yeah, I thought that was interesting, but I have no idea why Matt is doing it. You know, mm. because so that whole that whole um him d- figuring out the law of whether or not it applies to aliens thing uh, made me think of my favorite issue ever of the <laughs> Beyonder. Oh. That we will get to in a, several years. <laughs> but in the mid-80s, there was a, an alien that came, and they actually did have a legal case involved yeah. uh, with whether or not aliens had to follow the rules of the uh, of Earth. It is interesting, because, I mean, in the Marvel Universe, you have got, you've got aliens running around, you've got, you know, dimensional beings, you've got all sorts, haven't you? Do you know what I mean? So, Clones. Yeah, like... Okay, I just googled Carter College. Um, there is no such, there is no I... real life Carter College. Yeah. Um, and this is the only mention of Carter College in the entire Marvel universe. Yeah, that's what I just saw as well. I mean, the th- thing that came up when I googled it was like Jimmy Carter, but obviously this predates yeah. Jimmy Carter, so by quite a bit. By quite a bit, so it can't be like it was named after him, you know. Well, so, it's named after Peggy, clearly. <gasps> oh, <God>. I, just, <laughs> I literally just like gripped my heart, like. <gasps> so yeah. I have no Director idea what a college is. We'll get to it. it. There's a very weird panel after this where Foggy arrives um, and is immediately jealous that Mike is there floating with Karen. But Foggy's kind of stooping, and it looks like he's entering through the door of a playhouse, like a little kid's yeah. house. Or like he's a giant. I was like, what? what? It was really weirdly drawn. Like, like what? Are you yeah, doing? I don't think that line is the top of the door frame. I think it's something in the across the hall. But it does look funny. Ah, yeah. that would make sense. It looks like he's he's like kind of bending down, to sort of go through. The yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's an unfortunate angle. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember who it was who asked a few weeks ago if Foggy and Karen were dating still. But apparently they still are, because Foggy's taking Karen away for a date. And yeah, but more serious for one of them than not, than the other. Oh, yeah. Like, literally the first thing that Mike Murdoch does as soon as Foggy walks through the door is call him Chubbins. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we we do find out. I think we discussed with Daniel a few weeks ago that they say why he's kind of mean to Foggy. And we get that in this issue, which 
it still doesn't make sense to me, but we we will get there. Like um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it now. I hate Mike Murdoch. <laughs> like I really like if if I ever met anyone even remotely close to Mike Murdoch in real life. But remember, Mike is uh, Matt. <laughs> I don't. I don't care. It's like no. It is what I that, mean. He's a that, dick. And that kind of that kind of makes me like dislike Matt as well because he's clearly having an absolute whale of a time being Mike oh, yeah. Murdoch. Like, and it's just like so you are gleefully being mean to your best friend and showing mm-hmm. absolutely no remorse for it whatsoever. You're a dick. You're well, a dick, Mike. And you're a, <laughs> and you're an asshole, Matt. Like, <laughs> I remember there was a few years ago and I said, I think I said to you, Vicky, that because there's that blog called Superman is a dick. <laughs> and it's just times where Superman is an absolute dick, like throwing Lois Lane into space. And she's like, oh, save me. And he's like, oh, not unless you agree to marry me, like stuff <laughs> like that. And I do think that there should be a Matt Murdock's a dick blog because of They're times so like shit. this. And I love Matt. I love him deeply. But, I mean, particularly in this early, early issues, he's a total dick. He is. It's like, like, I'm I'm going to make a T-shirt made that says Foggy Nelson Protection Squad. <laughs> Foggy Nelson Appreciation Squad. Like, I am, I am. <laughs> I'm, I'm Team Foggy, like, 1,000%. Oh, yeah. Foggy's, uh, Foggy's had that one blip of, uh, deciding to dress up as Daredevil, but apart from that, well, there was a couple times where he was trying to undermine Matt because he wanted Karen for himself. Yeah. So he's not blameless himself. No, you know he's what? not blameless. You know either. what? Matt deserved that. <laughs> Matt deserved that. <laughs> well, well, we'll we'll get to things in this issue. Um, mm. I want to talk about that when Mike changes into Daredevil, he's pulling the mask over his sunglasses. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> now, do you over think that Mike his... is wearing those sunglasses, and under those sunglasses, he has Matt sunglasses? He's like weirdly eighty. Do you know what those sunglasses remind me of? What? Do you remember Hollywood from Mannequin? Yes. 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 <laughs> there you go. They are very eighties. They are really eighties, which is really odd in a sixties comic, but yeah. yeah. I... Hollywood, Hollywood's ones had like hands. They had fingers sticking out the sides, I think. Yeah, well, he had all different kinds, didn't he? That yeah, was his, yeah. His there was thing. one that swooped over to one side. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I need to watch that film again soon. Yeah, yeah I haven't seen that in a long time. Uh, it's worth it just for and Starship. Exactly. Uh, my favourite song of all time. <laughs> so. Matt, oh, Daredevil, sorry. It gets very confusing. I haven't my notes. Like, I have to have who he's dressed as. Daredevil swings through the city and questions if he is a hipster as he gets a bigger kick being Mike the Matt. And then he goes and eats some avocado toast. Eats <laughs> <laughs> some avocado toast to try and crush capitalism. Yeah, he's swinging through the city drinking his artisan coffee and his avocado toast. <laughs> That's why immaculately groomed beard. (laughs) That's why you'll forever be renting, Matthew, rather than purchasing your home. Uh, Exactly, it's all that avocado toast. (laughs) Although to be fair, technically, I suppose he's a boomer. So he is a boomer. Yeah. So he doesn't worry about these things. So he admits that he's mean to Foggy to stop Foggy getting close to Mike. 
Um, so he's he's sort of ruminating on it, um, and then he's like, oh, you know, I can't actually hear any crime going on. Now, weirdly, this issue would have been released in May, but it's snowing <laughs> in New York. Yeah. Elizabeth, how accurate is this? Well, they do actually uh, usually send out the issues about a month ahead, so That's true. it would so be April. April. Well, I wondered it, if it's snowing. I did wonder if it's snowing as a kind of, it's because the, the Quigger have been using their ray, their ice ray, and it's created like snow. Ah. Even though they're nowhere near, but I was like, maybe it's that. I don't maybe. know. That would be cool. Um, <laughs> I made that connection, but I guess it works. Maybe. Or Iceman's running around, maybe. <laughs> well, we do occasionally get snow in April in New York, but it's very rare. Yeah. We usually just get snow in February. Uh, so Daredevil overhears Karen and Foggy talking about Matt, but he says... And again, this is going on from the the very st- like de- like Matt's weird relationship with his own identity. He overhears Karen and uh, Karen and Foggy talking about Matt, and Daredevil says they're talking about my favourite swashbuckler, but they're <laughs> talking about Matt <laughs> now. Are you now saying that you're not Matt? Like it's very strange. He's he's getting into like dangerous. He turf is. isn't he like really it's um it, turf. <laughs> good film <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite 80s movies <laughs> talking about 80s movies <laughs> i just thought that was that was a bit strange yeah yeah it's a bit like yeah it's it's, it's deeply unsettling to be honest at how like how much he's taken to being mike mm and I don't know whether that's just maybe like a temporary thing because he's he's like, oh, this is great. I don't have to be, you know, straight laced, upstanding citizen back for a while. I can just sort of play at being this art, hipster arsehole. <laughs> um, but at what point does that sort of novelty wear off and, mm. and he realises what an arse he's been sort of. Me and Elizabeth are weeping it's, it's at each bit, other. <laughs> you can stop my rambling about <laughs> this at any time <laughs> but yeah it's, no it's interesting yeah like, it's just the whole three-way which is the real him is it mm. matt murdoch is it mike murdoch is it daredevil and he's a blend of all three <laughs> i mean is, he's clearly like he's clearly a blend of all three otherwise we wouldn't have all three mm-hmm. do you know what i mean yeah um but it's kind of it's almost like he as Matt, maybe he wishes that he had like the the, the cocksureness mm. of Mike mm-hmm. with that sort of you know ha 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 baby doll yes kind of clownery. Um, it also but, frees him up from having to play the blind man stereotype mm-hmm. when he has his extra abilities that he's not allowed to show anybody. Yeah. So everybody treats him uh, like he's made out of glass. Yeah, oh, he, they, can, they, he can appear to be a lot more capable than... Although, you know, he's perceived to be more capable than he usually is. Like, no one's noticed, though, that he's also always wearing sunglasses indoors. That's because he's a yeah. cool dude. Part of his charm. With his sunglasses from the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> he's ahead he's, of his time. He's a trendsetter. <laughs> well, clearly, with his, with his cable net... His cable... <laughs> turtleneck 
and his three piece and yeah. his old man fisherman's like cocoon dude totally he's just like he's like he's like one of those 80 year olds that is just kind of like you know what i don't give a shit anymore i'm just gonna like put i'm just gonna pick pick any old clothes from the wardrobe yeah. with my eyes closed and just wear them it looks like Doesn't... a pimp you do realize that the 80 year olds now were that age back then yeah true Uh, what do we think about the way um foggy treats a lady on a date because he uh treats karen to a little a little um horse and cart ride through the i guess through central park i thought this was hysterical because people who live in new york city never actually use the handsome cabs that's what i thought I went so expensive. on one cab ride uh, in my entire life, and it was because uh, I lived in the in the suburbs, and we came down to the city for an event. And I was there with my grandmother and uh, her best friend, my sister and I, and my mom. And somehow my mom and um, <laughs> and the best friend convinced my grandmother to go on a handsome cab ride with them, and she heckled the guy the entire <laughs> time. <laughs> nice <laughs> i think my mom gave him a nice tip as a as a recompense but it was hysterical if i here was like two 12 year old or 12 and 10 year old girls uh two old ladies and uh, one middle-aged mom <laughs> all <laughs> with this one poor handsome guy and he was like trying to say okay and over here in this part of the park is the such and such and my grandma's like yeah and she's like, making all sorts of like snide remarks <laughs> and he was trying to keep a straight face and, but you could tell he was getting really irritated <laughs> so oh. this brought some memories back to me so this guy in the comics does not have the worst experience like not as bad as that, <laughs> that one that you guys had I, I think it's i think it's really sweet how old-fashioned he is hey, foggy. like he's yeah he's trying he's properly for foggy I love Foggy. I do. Like he's just like he's just there. He's trying to hold like this whole, uh, you know, lawyer partnership in, together single-handedly, <laughs> and you know, date. He's trying to like woo the woman that he's in love with. He's in love with his best friend. Like he's just he's trying his best, and I think it's like I think it's quite sweet that he's clearly a bit of a romantic. Aww. And and Karen's just like sat in the carriage, just like thinking completely, about that. <laughs> Just just completely ignoring him. And it's yeah. like, bitch, like he's treating you like a fucking queen. Excuse my language. Well, this is like, where she wonders if Matt is actually Daredevil, but then she dismisses it because, of course, Matt is blind. Yeah, of course he can't be a superhero. And then Matt, the cock blocker, just like dropping <laughs> in. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so he just swoops in out of a tree. He just jumps in and is like, uh, I better interrupt because... Um, you know, she's getting a bit too too close to guessing my identity. And Foggy, of course, is like, uh, get out of here, like thinking that it's Mike, who he already hates. And he's like, get out of here, Mike. Stop cock-blocking me. Oh, it's so good. And then Daredevil asks for a lift. <laughs> no. <sighs> You've just... got Billy Club. <laughs> like, you literally just swung in here out of a tree. Yeah. Like, don't need you don't like just piss off i love that the cabbie says there's no room until daredevil's like oh i'll pay you double and then he's like yeah all right then and i was like where does he keep his money 
Yeah. Well, he doesn't, obviously. Well, we does. find out that he doesn't, yeah. But, like, but, where does the cabbie think he keeps his money? But then he pisses off. Yeah. And he tells them that Foggy will pay for it. Yeah, because he says Foggy's loaded. loaded. And Foggy's just like, dude. <laughs> dude. This is why Foggy would be pissed off if he found out that Daredevil is Matt, because he'd be like, you're the one who went on a cruise. <laughs> Yeah, you. Oh, so so it's been you all along treating me like a, a complete, you know, arsehole. Um, Karen questions Daredevil as to why Matt would be asked to lecture on UFOs, and Quite then right Daredevil too. says it's the legal ramifications for aliens, that type of thing. And Karen's like, "Oh, you sound kind of like a lawyer, Mike Murdoch." And Daredevil says, "Oh, well, Matt taught me law." <laughs> my, my twinsy, my yeah. twinsy. Speaking of which, of... I'm going to go and keep him company at the lecture. Also, I'm a bit cold in my skin tight spandex. I had to take <sighs> off all those layers so that I can wear yeah. <laughs> I'm not wearing 12 layers like usual. Um, so, Matt, Matt again, showing that he has too much more money than sense. Uh, because later on, Foggy and Karen go to Carter College and they get a cab. So it can't be that far. Matt gets a plane. Yeah. <laughs> because why, why just pay for a cab when you can pay for a plane? No, I, I would took it as that they had already flown in and they were taking the cab the rest of the way. I don't think they took the cab all the way from New York City. But they didn't fly in to the lecture. Well, they didn't show that part, but it said that they had come in really quick because they had heard that there was a problem with the... Oh, okay. I'll, I'll allow it then. Mm. Mm. I just thought it was it was Matt being like, I'm going to fly on my plane. <laughs> my private jet. And he worries about the situation he's got himself into. <laughs> no, really? Oh. Yeah. Like, oh, I haven't had time to work on my speech about things I know nothing about. <laughs> guess i'll have to wing it like i do everything else yeah <laughs> and all the students are swooning over him can you blame them though he is pretty tasty he's pretty tasty in this i mean apart from his yellow coat i don't like his yellow coat i'd be very interested in uh dropping in on that particular lecture if he was the guest guy mm-hmm. i mean ooh. Yeah, read the phone book. I, I'll just watch you. Through it. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> um, and I like that they said that he's like one of the most famous like attorneys and he's practiced law like all over the United States. And I was thinking, when? Yeah, clearly it happens when we weren't looking. Yeah. Uh, so they, the students mentioned Professor Tom Brewster, who is fanatical about UFOs and carries a gun in his briefcase in, in case he meets any little green men. I should do. Yep. Uh, <laughs> the dean greets Matt, who then goes to do his speech um, and talks about one of the students talks about BEMs and Stanley clarifies that BEM means bug eyed monsters. Which is good. Uh, meanwhile, Tom Brewster is in the woods searching for aliens, the woods yeah. outside the college. <laughs> because, of course, that's where aliens would be. Yep. And suddenly... Well, he sees... was right. He was right. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is where aliens are. And suddenly <laughs> sees giant reptile tracks and giant reptile feet. 
and immediately shoots his gun, which Matt hears, and figures that immediately figures, oh, it came from the woods that Professor Brewster was going to go and look around. It must be Professor Brewster. Of course. Yeah. Can we talk about how this alien looks like a Muppet the first time you see his face? <laughs> yeah. Waka waka. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He does a bit. He looks a bit Kermit-y. I actually Muppets had a dream about Kermit the Frog last night, speaking of that, weirdly. I'm going to take it as a sign from the gods that I need to start watching all of the Muppet show that's just been added to Disney+. Plus. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I love the Muppet show. Uh, <laughs> so Brewster tells um, Smith and Matt that he shot at the laughing alien who told him that human race is doomed. And the police immediately arrest him because you can't fire a gun on a college campus. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that probably is a rule. Yeah. It's oh, like, yeah, so. you can't do that, dude. Um, and Matt immediately offers to represent him in court. I'm hoping they're still in New York State because I don't think he's allowed to do it if it's another state. Yeah, maybe this is like upstate or something. Yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah, because otherwise it'd be Buffalo. like... Then he could fly up, because otherwise it would take, like, eight yeah. hours to drive. Yeah, because otherwise they'd be like, this is Hawaii, you have no jurisdiction here. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do, you have a, do you have a flag? <laughs> uh, so later, Matt ruminates that Brewster was telling the truth. He changes into Daredevil and, and explores where Brewster was. He senses something big ahead, uh, disruption in the air molecules, and then he sees a UFO and a little alien pops out and speaks English. <laughs> of, I pointed that out too in my notes. So I was like, "Oh, it's so nice that they speak English." But they do explain why. They say that they've been uh, basically hovering above the Earth for months, and um, they learnt the language. I was mm. like, "What? Every language?" The historical documents. <laughs> now earlier, when he was with Brewster um, after they found him when he fired the gun, I was wondering now, <laughs> could he smell the alien? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alien smell? I guess. They must talk about the molecules later, feeling funny, but um, he doesn't really talk about if they have an alien smell. Maybe well, wonder. they talk about, one of the students talks about the fumes, the smell of the fumes from the UFO, and I was like, what, they use diesel? Like, what are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> what do you mean? It doesn't have, like, an ion drive or something? <laughs> well, ions uh, would smell like something. Wouldn't that smell like um, after a lightning bolt hit or mm, something? Yeah. Yeah, I do like the panel stuff. when he first um, the fog clears and he sees the alien popping out of the spaceship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People, it are... reminds it reminds me of those um, Hawkeye Project ones where they have the uh, the male characters drawn and the women character yes. It's kind of like that, but not as extreme. The Hawkeye <laughs> Initiative. Yeah, I love the Hawkeye Initiative. So the alien shiny beam at Daredevil who immediately guesses that they're trying to blind him. I don't know how he guesses this. I was wondering that too. Like, he's like, oh, they must be trying to blind me. Well, well how do you know? <laughs> so he plays along, but unfortunately the alien says that his visionatory senses tell him that he's only pretending, which means he's already blind. <laughs> so then they have a big fight and the aliens shoot him with a cold, a cold blast of air, but it only lasts a second. Uh, and then a few minutes later, he starts to ice over as the ray had a delayed effect, and they turn him into a little daredevil popsicle and pop him in their UFO and fly away. Like a nice fountain. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Freeze. Cue Mr. Freeze puns. Uh, 
Um, this one's flavored. So already in this issue, he's in a UFO flying away. Now, I thought initially that they flew away to their planet, but apparently they just fly away to the few miles away. That's true. Not very far away, I'm guessing. No. Um, the students arrive on site after seeing the flash. Um, they can smell the smell of fumes. And one of the girls wonders if Vincent Price will show up. And I was like, that would be amazing. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, there will be uh, team-ups of um, Daredevil and certain celebrities in the future, Vicky. <gasps> I don't know if uh, if Elizabeth knows who I'm specifically thinking of. No, I can't think of who you're thinking oh, of. But... I will message you later. <laughs> 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 I think Vicky's, we will actually hear Vicky's brain explode when she uh, reads that issue. Um, so on the UFO, the Daredevil popsicle melts and the aliens are so impressed with Daredevil's courage. So they make him an offer. Um, they say they will use, uh, they're going to use their sight stealing ray to take over the planet, a la Day of the Triffids, um, which this reminded me of, to steal all the minerals. But they offer to re- restore Daredevil's sight if he joins them or they're going to kill him. <laughs> Talk about a devil's bargain. Mm. And he's like, no, I will die like a man. So this reminded me quite a bit of that Beyonder episode that I was talking or issue that I was talking mm-hmm. about earlier, because that comes into play as well. Yes. I don't want to spoil you for something that you'll read like three years from now. But <laughs> <laughs> yes, but anyway, no. that was one. It was my favorite episode. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it reminded me of that as well. This, the whole plan of the aliens, you know, wanting to, you know, to blind the planet just reminds me of Day of the Triffids, um, mm. which scared, that book scared me when I was a kid. That um, film terrified me, like, I when I was, the when film. I was a kid. There's been a just few the, versions. Just the noise they make. Oh. I don't know like, the I, name of that, but I don't know, what was the story on that one? It's, uh, isn't it like a... There's like an eclipse or something, Vicky, or like a asteroid or something, and basically the whole planet is blinded, and it's mm-hmm. so these aliens can take over, and they're called triffids, and they look like plants, like giant, like giant killer plants. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I don't actually remember. I think there's one guy who can see because he was having eye surgery at the time, mm. so his eyes were bandaged, and so he actually is like the only one that can see. It's but, kind yeah, of like, like the the um the book blindness as well, where it's you know the whole world goes blind and it's like an apocalypse of blindness, and there's the yeah. one character who can see, so it's kind of a similar thing. But yeah, this this plan, the aliens plan, very much reminded me of Day of the Triffids, mm. which I don't actually. In the know world, what, what was it the the saying about in a, in a world where everyone's blind, the one-eyed man can see? Or yeah, you know, exactly. That. Yeah, very similar thing. So Day of the Triffids, it was by John Wyndham and it was written in 1951. So, I mean, hmm. it would have been uh, it would have been out, you know, obviously when this um, I'm sure this issue was probably inspired by it. Um, yeah. You know, but also the fact that the, the lead character in, in Daredevil is blind. You know, it's something they, you know, they probably wanted to put in as well. Yeah, spin it on its head. But I like the fact that they're not, you know, he can't just pretend to them. These aliens are onto him immediately, which is kind of funny. Uh, So they have a big fight, and then the aliens start up the sight-stealing ray. Uh, Meanwhile, Karen and Foggy are on a taxi en route to Carter College, because Matt 
there was a talk of a UFO at Carter College, so Matt may be in danger. So they've gone all the way there. Because <laughs> Matt's blind, he can't defend himself. Let's let's yes. let's let's say it. I mean, that was probably Karen's idea. She was like, "We have to yeah. go." Foggy's like, "We no, have to go." No, it's like, oh, for God's sake, do we have to? <laughs> like, I've known I've known him for longer than you. Yeah, he's fine. He's fine. He got kidnapped by pirates and he was fine. Come on. Yeah, it's like, yeah, just chill. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, so the ray goes off and immediately Karen and Foggy and the driver can't see and people all around the world are staggering around being unable to see. I what? love this this page. they used a different font for each language. Yes. I love that they used a different font. And also I love the fact that it wasn't as kind of bad as it could have been, like the depictions of different races, if you know what I mean. It wasn't yeah. as bad as it could have been. Um, so I actually was pleasantly surprised, but I love the fact that like Sammy Rosen, yay Sammy, like uses a different font for every area. So you have like the, you know, the slightly, you know, like the slightly sort of Russian-esque looking writing for there. And, you know, like it was, it was really cool. He basically used the, like the, the font that they would have used in that native language anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but did it in english yeah i really i really liked it it was it was very very cute um so daredevil begins throwing snowballs at the aliens (laughs) (laughs) and they go to shoot him with their ice ray but he dodges it and then it hits the sight stealing ray instead and freezes it up and the aliens are like they go curses it will take a thousand thousand nomometers to defrost it a thousand thousand which i think is a long time i guess (laughs) and i think a thousand thousand is a lot uh so the aliens retreat they jump in their ufo and go we get a nice little panel of daredevil watching the the retreating ufo yeah that was quite cool karen and foggy immediately get their sight back and both look deranged (laughs) Actually, Karen looks more blind here than she does when she. I know, blind. and Foggy doesn't have any eyes. They did the um, I don't have color in my eyes, so therefore I'm blind. Kind of shortcut. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it was supposed to be after she's already seeing again. Yeah, they both look kind of just deranged and weird. And Karen immediately says, "Oh, we should go and find Matt to celebrate." <laughs> So she's like, which, which is such a one eight. It's like, quick, Foggy, we've got to get to Goddy University yeah. to save Matt because he's blind. And then she's like, now we need to save Matt so that we can get drunk and celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> and Foggy tells Karen and Matt that Brewster has been proved uh, innocent, obviously because they were aliens. Um, so while he's checking on this guy to make sure he's all right, um, Matt and Karen are just embracing. <laughs> And Foggy sees them and is like, oh, man. It's like, oh, it's like... It is a cute little little drawing of the two of them together, though. She's, like, properly, like, she's got her hands kind of on his chest, like, the side, like, her cheek on his his chest. And she's like, oh, Matt. They're about to kiss. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, like, and then the issue ends. But they're they're about to make out. (laughs) With Foggy right there. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Foggy, we didn't know you were here. Sorry. Oh, man. <laughs> there was one scene uh, back when they, I guess it was when they he first finds the aliens that was like totally, you could tell Stan Lee had written, 
written it because I can't really find it right here, but I, I had written it down where it's just like, and then I was that every true science fiction aficionado yeah. really longs for. <laughs> and I'm just, oh yeah, this one's got Stan written all over it. Oh yeah. Like, oh Stan, you nerd. <laughs> that was great. I, I, I'd also like to point out like just how beefy Matt is in this issue. Yeah, he is. He does look a bit more beefy than usual. Like he's he's chonker, chonky monkey. That's why all those those young students yeah, are uh, at his lecture. They're like, hmm. Yeah. He's got. He's gone from like um, cold light of day Henry Cavill to Witcher Henry Cavill right. in the space of like one issue. <laughs> <laughs> he's been doing those exercises in his gym in his brogues. <laughs> so any other thoughts on this issue before we go into feedback and toots and boots um it's Daredevil's think... first encounter with aliens vicky well they could i think they they were a the bit of a letdown those aliens to be honest I was I would have expected something a little bit more spectacular than like Muppet dudes hiding in the woods outside <laughs> university and then he just like literally back down within the first second. <laughs> well they did blind the entire planet. Yeah, like for a little while, but then it was like, Oh curses or you know or um our own weapons have been used against us and it's gonna take like forever to unfreeze them, so we're just gonna piss off. Like, yeah. we're just, we're just, like, here. We're going to go oh. and unfreeze. We're going to go and get the antifreeze. <laughs> <laughs> Who brought the scraper? <laughs> um, any other thoughts, Elizabeth? Is this one well, that, like, stood out to you? It was interesting when they were saying that uh, if the aliens stole all the, the uh, minerals from the planet, then it would kill off half of the population. And I was like, ah, that's sort of interesting with the whole snap thing. Mm, <laughs> yeah. It's predominant in our minds. Yeah, somewhere across the universe, Thanos is like, hmm. I have an idea. I have got an idea. It'll take me a couple decades to come across it, but... Hey, hang on, I've not even been invented yet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we have a message. We have feedback. We have a message from a regular guest, Connor, uh, that I will read to you now. So Connor says... Hey guys, so first off, I'm in love with the opening page, even though Mike Murdoch is in it. A textless <laughs> version on my wall in a frame would be amazing. So this is the one where Karen <laughs> looks all pissy. Yeah. That's great. And what the hell? Don't crash Foggy's Foggy's Daredevil date. Oh, but Karen isn't listening to him anyway. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> same Connor, same. Yeah. Also, I'm sure you mentioned this, but why did they invite him if he specialises in criminal law? No. As for the rest of the issue, absolutely mental and one of the weaker alien stories I've read from that era. But at the same time, the pure absurdity of it made it so much fun to read. Hmm. I guess that sums up a lot of this run, though. Anyway, looking forward to seeing where this issue ends up. Thanks, Connor. Thanks, Connor. <laughs> so yeah, we we will decide where this issue will will end up. Um, but first of all, we have to uh, do our toots and our boots. Booty booty. So Vicky, you can go first. Um, I am going to boot the uh, weird Muppet aliens. But is it is it an outfit though? Mm. 
Uh... Don't worry, I'm gonna boot them as well, so it's fine. That's what I have noticed too. <laughs> yeah, they're just like a bit. You know, it's the first time we're seeing aliens, and um, they're a bit of a letdown, to be honest. Um, I am going to... I can't toot Karen's red outfit again. Um, I would also like to boot uh, Mike's outfit from the beginning, because it's just hideous. Just hideous. Um I don't know what to do. I mean, I I was enjoying how beefy Matt was in his Daredevil costume this week. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do that if you want. I think I'm going to toot that. I like the beefy wide shoulders. <laughs> uh, Elizabeth, what about you? Well, I was not on last uh, issue's episode, so I am going to uh, boot, not boot, toot, to uh, Karen's sweater and yay, because uh, I like it. I yeah, do as well. It's a cute. It's a cute look. Yeah, we really like it. We've I think we've tooted it twice already. Well, to be fair, like she has been wearing it for, for like about the a month. last four issues. So. <laughs> what about your boot? And you're booting the the aliens? Did you say? Yes. The yes. Queer. I just thought they were silly. I'm going to boot the Quiger as well because, yeah, I think it's not that great a, a look. Apart from I like their little energy halos. I think that's mm-hmm. Um In terms of tooting, yeah, there's not much this issue. So just for the sake of it, for making an effort and being old romantic, I'm going to toot Foggy for dressing Yay! up for his date with Karen and making an effort. I can't toot Mike. It's his worst outfit yet. <laughs> I'm going to send a picture of it to my co-host Brad because Brad says turtlenecks are amazing and I'm going to send that to him as proof that they are not. (laughs) Yeah, shut up, Brad. Under a a plaid (laughs) plaid, um, jacket. Not good. No. Yeah. So in terms of our panel of the week, I think we all have the same one, right? Yes. And actually, it looked like Connor did too. (laughs) Yeah. Connor, Connor also loved it. I mean, it yeah. is, it's so great. If there was like a textless version, I would I, absolutely oh, yeah. love it as well. I would totally put that in a frame on my wall. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I love it. Just pissed pissed off Karen and <laughs> Mike juggling in the background. It's amazing. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so we have to decide where this issue is going to end up, guys. Now, just to uh, remind you and to tell our listeners who are listening for the first time, if we love this issue, we will put it in our vault that is behind the bar um, to keep it forever and ever and treasure it for future generations. If we think the issue is terrible, we will throw it out the window into the dustbins. Uh, and if we think it's, uh, it's all right, you know, it's just fine. We'll put it under the bar. But if there is like a, a customer pukes, we'll use it to mop up the puke. You know, we're not too precious with it. Um, so what do you guys think? I I think I'm going to eat it. Going to eat it out the window. Yeah, didn't like it. I was going to eat it out the window as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, no! what do you I, think, Elizabeth? I liked it because it was just so silly. <laughs> <laughs> would you put it in the vault or would you put it under the bar? I can't 
say it's my favorite issue ever, but it does remind me, or it, it gave me more memories of my absolute favorite issue. <laughs> so, um, so I'd say let's put it under the bar and not actually throw it out the window. I would say the only reason I'm kind of swayed to putting it under the bar is just for that amazing first panel and the fun um, fonts that they used. So, Vicky, mm. if I say that, would you be persuaded to put it under the bar? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I I think I'm going to put it under the bar. Okay. Uh, so Because me and Elizabeth think that, but it's going to be at the top, so it's going to be the first one to be used to mop up spillages. <laughs> so for me, it's like low, it's almost a usable offence. But it's not quite there because of that pissed off Karen page. Yeah, I'd like I would I would say I agree with you, but one panel alone does not a save make. And the fun fonts later, but yeah. the story itself was insane. And if the aliens were better, I think that would be that would have made it more enjoyable. And for the first time, aliens are introduced. It really should be like a two-parter. Or, you yeah. know, end on a cliffhanger. Um, well, there's, there's insane to the point of, like, the whole, you know, riding a horse and jumping over cars in New York City <laughs> after landing a rocket in Central Park. Yeah. Kind of insane. Like, if I would be like, yeah, OK, if it was that kind of insane, then I'd be, yeah, put it under the bar. And put there it in was the, the old cloakaroo in that issue as well. Oh, the old cloakaroo hat trick. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I do I do like Karen in this issue though. The fact that she is questioning whether, you know, she's she doesn't quite believe this whole tale when really it should be Foggy questioning it as he's known Matt longer. Like too jealous to think of it too closely. <laughs> yeah. Like Karen's taking no shit in this in this issue and I'm here for that. Yeah. It is one of her better ones so far. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, well, now we have our other um, regular segment, which now has its own theme music. It does, so I don't have to shana, 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 shana You can do it for myself. one last time. <laughs> uh, okay. And this is Vix Predicts. Do you like your new theme music, Vicky? I love my new theme music. It's amazing. <laughs> I've never had a theme tune before. Well, you <laughs> did want it to sound like Michael Parkinson, and I looked for the most easy listening kind of it's... jazzy intro to anything I could find that was royalty-free, and I found that, and I was like, yes, yes. And any kind of saxophone yes. is, is fine with me. Elizabeth, I'm afraid you will have to listen to the episode to hear Vicky's theme music <laughs> i look awesome. forward to it <laughs> few of us ever have theme music so. <laughs> <laughs> so this week in vix predicts you will be predicting what's going to happen in next uh, week's issue and next week's issue is called unmasked <gasps> oh no is someone gonna find out who matt is <laughs> find out that he's mine <laughs> yeah fine oh god yeah <laughs> like take it off. it's like we know we but see that's not an unmasking is it because he's already told everyone that he's dead oh well. 
What if he has a series of masks? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, the cover looks like that. It does. And I would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for you pesky kids. Also, it's not the most insane notion, (laughs) considering issues in the future. (laughs) I'm just saying. God. So what do you what do you think is going to happen, Nikki? Well, I think I think this could be a little bit of a red herring. I don't think it's talking about Matt or Mike. Mm. I think it might be talking about perhaps a new villain. Oh, the or someone else. <laughs> oh God, no! The triumphant return. I think I'd actually like walk out. You just message um, me, Claire. I can't record this week. I just, I just, oh, for dramatic effect, I just I've get got up PTMMD, post traumatic mass marauder <laughs> disorder. <laughs> so I don't think, I don't think it's referring to to either of Matt's three personalities. <laughs> I think it might be talking about someone else. Okay. So I'm gonna say, um, uh, oh, what if it's Spider Man? Well, oh. I'm not saying either way. I mean, nothing has come See, of that letter that he wrote to Matt saying, I know you're Daredevil. Nothing's happened. He's not followed up on it. I know. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I'm going <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, to... That's what I'm going to go with. That it's actually a red herring and it's nothing to do with... Oh, maybe it's Matt unmasking someone else. Oh, okay. Right, well, we in, in order to save in order to save his own identity he outs someone else <laughs> oh what a dick because, <laughs> because he's that much of a dick that was he's hilarious. already done it with, with his mic when he, in the last one yeah. when he told the marauder that he was it'd be like Karen you know Karen getting too close to the truth again so Matt just like quickly whips um, Spider-Man's mask off <laughs> and just like look with with Jonas in the corner like absolutely creaming his pants I would would actually die laughing if that happened (laughs) I would no longer be able to record this podcast because I would just be you look like those dead people in Batman because (laughs) they've been jokerized that would be me I just love the idea of him being like, they're like, uh, I think that you're Matt Murdock. And he's like, uh, no, I'm not. Anyway, did you know that Spider-Man is quite good to shoot Peter Parker? What? <laughs> yeah, J. Jonah Jameson just happens to be sitting nearby. And he's like, what? <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's oh, that's great. my predict. That's my prediction. Okay. okay. <laughs> I shall... haven't got one prediction right yet, so... <laughs> I can't wait until we get to the because these are really fun, you know, like like mostly fun sort of titles for the issues. I can't wait until we get in about 10 years time to the very generic titled (laughs) comics where it's like like like, Matt went to Subway. (laughs) No, it's like (laughs) the Murdoch Papers Part 2. (laughs) You'll be like, I don't got a clue. 
I don't like Matt buys the Financial Times instead of the New York Times. Oh. <laughs> like, he reads it with his left hand instead of his right hand. Oh. So it feels like someone else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do apologize. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, we have to thank our amazing, as always, uh, uh, special guest, Elizabeth. Thank you for joining us. As always, we love having you thank on. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank and you for having me. Always welcome on. You are coming on again at some point? In June, I think. And then in July and August. Yeah. Or twice in July. Let me have a look. Uh, yes, you, your next issue is issue number 40. <gasps> oh, exciting. Um, yeah. I'll have to look up which ones those are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say the, uh, the name in case it ruins our VIX projects. Um, is there <laughs> anything that you would like to promote this week? Um, no, nothing in particular. I've been watching those Looper videos on Facebook um, about WandaVision, like all the Easter eggs and things. Oh, nice. Because I hadn't really been reading the Wanda and Vision miniseries or Avengers that much Mm -hmm. back in the day. So it was kind of interesting seeing all those. There's the, I really recommend, so I'll do a recommendation that's a very, it's quite an old one, but, um, but to you and to our listeners as well, the... Um, the Vision series that's called, I think it's called The Visions, and I think it's, is it Tom King? You know the one I mean, don't you, Vicky? Yeah. Tom King? Yeah. Is very, very, very good and very dark, and I they really recommend it. They mentioned that a couple of times. Yeah. That, that's inspirations for WandaVision. It's so great. Like, I'm just checking. Yeah, Vision, book by Tom King. Um, it's It's so good. I read it last year um and it was published in 2018 and the artwork is amazing and it's very dark um and i I loved it and i've i've not read much sort of vision comics or scarlet witch before but i really really enjoyed that one um Hmm. so yeah so that's a recommendation from me this week and also listeners go watch wandavision if you if you've been sort of on the fence it's finished now so you can watch it yes and it, I don't think it's like going to be, you know, without spoilers, it's going to be required watching if you are following the, the MCU um, films. But I think um, I don't think you're going to have to have seen it, but I think it will add a lot of a lot of flavor to the uh, definitely for Doctor Strange, too. Yeah, um, it weaves into the movies. Yeah. And it's so a, a very good. Yeah, it, it weaves into the movies. It's sort of and it, it's it does set up stuff that I think will be important later. And it's just a beautiful kind of character study of of um of kind of grief and mental illness i thought that's what i really liked about it so i would definitely recommend it and like the early and the early episodes in particular are just really fun yeah yeah like really fun yeah and paul bettany and elizabeth olsen are amazing if you like old school tv sitcoms yeah like a love letter to old old sitcoms is great um so yeah so that's this week's episode so we it's time at the par the the par the it's par. time at the bar vicky not the par ding 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 we will be back next week bye 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 thanks for listening if you want to send us feedback you can contact us via josie's bar at reactionary-sass.com on facebook.com at josie's bar podcast at Instagram or Twitter at Josie's Bar or on Tumblr at 
josiesbarpodcast.tumblr.com. You can also call the SES line, 321-710-4947. Our other podcasts and individual social media accounts can be found at reactionary-sass.com.